0: Time to go viral,
1: viral. I'm homicidal, I'm killing all my rivals yeah. I'm the man, Should I put that on the bible I got to find my target, cause you know I got the title Ay, I'm a Mac too Mac I two. told baby shake that ass like she Apple Woo. She said it's real so she got my name tattooed yes. House full so I hit it in the back room ba- ba- Baby said she needed nail now, peep the urgency, urgency. I want a little Kim before she had the surgery mm. Leg spread on that hardcore poster She love twerking, she just do it for the coach. For the coach. Big dog, big dog, bull master six-tray Chevrolet, I'm classic, yeah. all these niggas mad at me, that's tragic, you so? main bitch in the bed, that's graphic, yeah, we about to go viral, yeah. viral. hey, 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 hey. hey. we about
0: the to one, man, this is Disorderly Conduct, we're back today, we got a special episode, another collab episode with my guys,
2: the boy, the one and only, your favorite content creator, okay. Mr. Viral himself, <laughs> AKA, the, uh, <laughs> aka the villain, because they hate me for my opinion, y'all know what's going on. Who we got in the and building over here? We
1: got great. You know, we're going to lead the way every time.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. We, we back
2: in here with my boy, Callie the One, man. Thank you for having us again. You know, we always love uh,
0: connecting, you feel me? Y'all make sure y'all put y'all thinking caps on. We here to lead the way. Y'all know the vibes. Yes, sir, man. It's always good vibes. I appreciate y'all for coming out again. You already know. Um, if you guys are watching this, man, like, subscribe. Thank you for the love, for the hate. It's all support. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I want to start the show off with a topic that I think uh, everybody's talking about right now um, got the world going crazy and is Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, she released a book or she's about to release a book. It's like a tell-all. Pretty much in that book, she's detailing how her and Will have been separated for years. Tupac was going to propose to her. <laughs> All type of shit, right? Chris Rock tried to take her down. Um, so I want to get y'all opinion on really how y'all feel about just how she's been coming at Will or making Will look in the public, and then also, you know, the whole situation as a whole. All right, I want to say, first and foremost, everything that I've learned
2: about Will and Jada was against my will. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely didn't need to know any of this. It's like every day she's volunteering new information that the world definitely didn't need to know about. But I'm seeing a lot of people going crazy on her, now, mm-hmm. as far as her she she's out of her mind in my opinion like she's she's out of her mind. I don't think she ever truly loved will the way he loved her, so that relationship was destined to fail because I always say the woman has to love the man more than the man loves the woman or the respect won't be there, she will fall out of love of you and we watched it happen in real time like they just made like a compilation of them from when they first got together till now, like their public appearances and every single one, Will was always all over her and she was more like in the camera and as the years faded, the 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 uh, public affection that he was trying to display with her, she kind of was on some, mm. watch out nigga, we on camera type shit. Yeah. So that's number one. I think Will loved her more than she loved him. Two, another man had her heart for the last Almost decades, she's been talking about how Tupac was the love of her life. So that alone is crazy to me. You have a husband who is arguably one of the greatest actors in the world. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith. And you are constantly professing your love for Tupac, who been dead since 96.
0: Hmm.
2: Because of some love letters he wrote to you in prison. And and that's just another thing. It, it's when, when you got a woman and her heart belong to somebody else, I don't care what you do. It's a rap. You can never get it. It's a rap. And this goes back to my example where I always say that a man who gives a woman the world and tries to provide perfection for her, she's gonna leave you. <laughs> like women need chaos. So Will is like the perfect guy. Mm-hmm. If you look at him from the outside looking in, he's the good guy. He he didn't curse in his music. Had yeah, the clean cut career, like just all around. If you describe good guy,
1: Will Smith images, what, what was they? What was their marriage? Did they have like an open marriage?
0: I mean, I think that's what it was said to, but now that the book has came out, she said they haven't been together since 2016, so for seven years. So it's like, or they've been separated, working on things for seven years. So, um, I feel like at least for me, I don't remember hearing. The rumors of or or talks of an open relationship until really around that time. So I feel like that was just the the like the cape they put on it to stop us from you know kind of getting more into it and being like we really not together. You get what I'm saying? That's what I think they they put that up to masquerade as.
1: I, I they they, go ahead. Nah, I was gonna say that because I don't know if that's fact or fiction or not. Mm-hmm. If they had that type of relationship, but I mean, you getting married and you and you giving access to allow that, I think a woman to look at you different anyway, mm-hmm. versus just a respect for a man that marries a woman and is and not tolerating that shit. But if you are having an open relationship, you allowing your woman to do what she do, she gonna she gonna move around. Without without no control, these women be lawless. They do whatever they want to do. And I don't know what's her intentions behind doing what she's doing now. Will just need to get on for one. Yeah. Stop even you, Will Smith. What are you doing? <laughs> and for two, Women don't care what type of attention they get at some points. It's, 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 we can say what's really going on because they're building shows or whatever she's doing. She got a talk show or something, or a lot of things is not taking off as like her acting career was. It could be a lot of things she could be envious of that. Like you said, Will, one of the greatest actors, they've been in the same type of field, and his success rate is on a different level. So it could be a lot of all around different things. We can make assumptions, but. I don't even like even giving this too much entertainment because mm-hmm. it's 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 bullshit. We all need to get on, move on with your life. You will Smith, you can get a million Jadis or whatever <laughs> you're looking for. Th- this is this is the craziest
2: part to me, is she just now telling everybody, like, you know, we've been separated since like 2016. Mm-hmm. But in the in the public eye, y'all have been parading as if y'all still together. Y'all going to these award shows. Y'all, you brought this man on a red table, mm-hmm. talk your TV show to tell him. Yeah, you know I, I fucked this R and B singer. Like this man crying his heart out <laughs> and you embarrassing him on national it's like every day she wakes up and thinking, How can I embarrass this nigga even more? Like how mm-hmm. can I strip more of his man? But hood? how much is
1: he gonna accept? Yeah, how, how much, he much he gonna <laughs> try, yeah. how much he gonna keep accepting? Then it's like and then it goes back to like we say, these Hollywood people, or is this shit really just smoking mirrors for us? Or or whatever the case is, or how do you really view it knowing that they could be just doing this for publicity? Not saying that Will's doing that, but they said the whole slap shit was fake as fuck. Then they had a whole um some people like from back in the day that had a whole exact scene of the same thing they did at another comedy show. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to look that up and find it for y'all. But it was the exact same thing played out. Like, so it's just like time just repeated itself and they chose to do this with Chris Rock, and all of a sudden he took off.
2: Yeah, but, but now uh by the, by her saying that they were separated, it make it look even more crazy. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, not only did she say we were separated, this brought Said Chris Rock hit on her, like, I guess amid, uh, amongst them
1: <laughs> the, the ones who know yeah. who
2: know, know that they split up. He low-key slitting the DM type shit. So <laughs> that nigga, is crazy, that the man. reason Will slapped him? <laughs> like, saw him and did Like, hey, you want to go out for lunch type shit? Yeah. And on top of that, she like, when he did the slap and was yelling out, keep my wife's name out, out she your was mouth. Surprised. I <laughs> was sitting there like, nigga, why are you calling me your wife? This is what she's saying. Like, I was surprised he was calling me his wife, because we've been separated. So she like, I don't even know why he did that.
1: But make all that make sense. If you really feel like that, why are you sitting up there next to him and doing what y'all doing? Why are y'all still holding this image as a couple, knowing damn well y'all not fucking with each other? So you want to act surprised about him being your wife, but y'all playing these games if to the world, making it look like y'all still together. Like you said, showing up to places, doing what y'all do. If Y'all going to break up, break up. At the end yeah. of the day, stop putting all that shit out there, then y'all go back home and be fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what's crazy.
0: Nah, I think, I think Jada Pickett Smith is a textbook um toxic, unable to accept accountability Facts. type of woman that you see, you know, on a day-to-day basis that we see in society. Um, when you take the fact, like we said, that they've been separated for seven years. Jada Pickett Smith in an interview couldn't even say that, look, we're just not together. Her her words were, we're working on things. So this is the type of delusion that you're you're dealing with sometimes with, with women where it's like they don't want to look and appear away so bad that they will never admit. They'll die with a lie. That's Facts. why people tell you, hey, if you don't catch the bitch cheating, you ain't going to never catch her because they're going to die with that lie at the end of the day. And so it's seven years. Y'all been working on it for seven years. You're not working on shit. You done fucked a 20-year-old nigga. Your son's best friend was in the crib. You feel me? Like, really think about it. Y'all not together in no form or fashion. Like you said, everything probably is just smoke and mirrors. But when you have a woman like that, who's emotionally manipulative, because that's also what I see, um, it's tough. But at the same time, like you said, how much is Will going to accept, right? And that's why I be telling men, you have to have the strength within yourself to leave. Because you think that Will is there by... You know what I mean? Force? Nah. I'm sure she has prevent, uh, provided many instances where she said, Hey, you could leave. But he didn't. Because he's he 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 got he's wrapped around her finger. You get what I'm saying? In in that way, she makes him feel, I think, weak or like he is missing something. And so there's always something to chase after. There's always a goal to obtain. And I don't know if y'all uh kind of tapped into his book too, but he he touches on how he's somebody who's a pleaser. So he constantly wants to please, 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 mm. please, please. And so I feel like she picked up on that dynamic and kind of gave that a, as a goal to him. Like, please me, let's have an open relationship, etc. Because when you really look at the scenario and then you hear her saying, I'm shocked that, um, you know, he's even calling me his wife. Who do you think decided to take the break? You know what I mean? Let's really be honest. Who do you think decided to take the break? Will? That let you know right there. You think Will decided to take the break? Hell No. Nah. You know what I mean? And you got to look at it like people got to understand. And a lot of niggas got to learn that it's many ways to say no. Like it's a whole bunch of ways a female could say no to you, bro. And I'm sure she has said no a million ways. And she showed you a million ways. But you not hearing no. So you want to stick around for the kids or whatever case. Them grown ass kids. What the fuck is you doing at this point? You get what I'm saying? You looking, you looking stupid. And another big problem that I have with Jada is not even the wheel shit. August, I've seen it, none of that. It's the fact that she keeps bringing up Tupac Shakur. <laughs> to me, that's the biggest problem with the situation. I don't care if you go fuck on whoever, whatever. You keep bringing up one of the greatest rappers. You feel me? The grace the the world ever, and you bringing this nigga up. And airing out his dirty laundry. You talking about how he was in a, you know, a bad position and so he just proposed to me just because and all of this shit. And it's so it's just like
1: But it's 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 keeping a, a wrench on, on him emotionally, like you said. It's like no matter how great you get, you'll never be greater than Tupac. So it's 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 part of that. But a lot of niggas go wrong. When you get too emotionally in love with women, that's where men go wrong. You can love yeah. a woman, but when you get too emotionally attached, it's bad for you. Women are they're not superior to men to a lot of things, but when you come to them emotional battles, you're gonna you gonna going you gonna lose most times. But he needs to detach in that area and still do what you do. But that's where niggas fuck up. Stop getting so emotionally in love with these women, because that's gonna have you, that's gonna be your downfall. They're gonna play on that and have you out here looking like a goofy. Cause now he's fucked. He don't wanna leave, he's stuck. Probably just the time you didn't put in. Yeah. And like we say, men love women harder. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, women are only loyal to their feelings. The moment they stop feeling a certain way, it's over with. You know what I mean? She's going to keep doing what she's doing. Raising hell in his life, he just need to let that shit go. Fellas, Will, I say this time and time again.
2: I literally just said this last episode. A woman needs to know that you will walk away. No matter how much you love her, in the back of her mind she needs to know, this man will leave me. If need be. This is this is textbook 101 of I know this nigga not going nowhere. Yeah. So I'ma just do whatever the fuck I want. It seems like she's almost trying to find ways to get this man to walk away. Yeah. You talking about you mentally having sex with Tupac for the last decade. Yeah. Like you damn near laying down. If y'all having sex, you <laughs> damn near calling this nigga pop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm believing. You looking at him like he pop. It's just like, okay, I brought you on my show. I told you I fucked this, this kid. <laughs> Embarrassed you in front of the world. Crazy. Damn, you still didn't leave. Like, every day, she like, what can I do to make this nigga leave? Mm-hmm. Like, she just knows he's not going to go nowhere. Like, bro just said, nigga, you, you are Will fucking Smith. <laughs> You're Will Smith. You could damn near get any woman you mm-hmm. want out here. Like, bro, you are a legend, but you, you kind of... You fucking up your legacy right now. Especially with men. We looking at you kind of like funny in the light. Like, bro, you giving simp vibes. And niggas respected Will to the utmost. Like, nigga, this is Will Smith. I grew up watching this man movies. This I grew up watching this man show. Like, you done been idols for so many young men. And to see you going out like this over a female is crazy. Like, bro, you're a legend. Yeah. I am legend. Like, bro, you are Will Smith. Stand up. Drag your nuts. Yeah. This is prime example of they're having a power shift like even if you look at the photos he's looking like the wife and she's usually looking like the husband he's sitting there leg crossed mm. leaned over on her she's sitting there legs open looking like a straight nigga like bro
0: you got to you got to control that yeah and i think with men and this is the crazy part right because i think women fall in love so many times or they they consider what pause all right Damn, is that Will? Yeah, I'm like, he pulled up the slap nigga. He <laughs> I nigga the Will nigga. just pulled up, yeah. like, hold on. <laughs> Good? I think women fall in love a lot more often than men because they have a lot of more options, right? They can move around a lot more, be taking places, uh, more things than, than a man has to do. So when a man finds a woman that he enjoys... He's willing to go through hell or high water, I feel like, a lot of times um, because he's really in love because he don't he don't get in love often, right? And so I feel like that's what you're seeing here where you have a guy who, you know, is in love and he's, he is, and this is the part that I'm saying is so sick about Jada is that she's played on that and she's made him feel like he's more powerful for being able to withstand the trials and tribulations of a relationship. And in my opinion, that's what she's done. She has like low-key brainwashed, bro, into believing like all of this shit that you've endured for me has made you a stronger man. When in reality, bro, relationships don't go like that. If if she really rocked with you, you get what I'm saying? She wouldn't have been fucking a nigga downstairs. You, you feel me? In the, in the guest room. You know what I mean? And then you see how she did that. You see how females do that. They, they oh, this is the best friend. This is the homie. He's mentally ill. Let me go and give him some therapy. <laughs> He's That's what she mentally did. ill. Let me throw That's what him she some did. pussy. Let, let me give it's him some crazy. therapy. You gotta, y'all, men, and I, I hate to do this, but men have to start reading the signs. Women play these games with our mental because we have this men thing, like, oh, I ain't gonna, you feel me, look too much into it, or, or it is what it is, and so they play on shit like that. Now you got, now you got her best friend who's mentally ill sleeping downstairs in the guest room. How that happened? You get what I'm saying? Because you. You you think that's what you're supposed to do as a man, okay, being trustworthy, etc. No, nah, you got to put your foot down. This shit ain't right. I will say I'm not going to
2: put 100% blame on Jada cuz yeah. a female is only going to do what you allow her to do. Yeah. So at the end of the day, low key this all falls back on will. Cuz a bitch going to be a, a bitch going to do what a bitch do regardless. You feel me? If she's rogue, she's she she's a 304, she's whatever you want to label her, she's unhinged, mentally ill, whatever you want to label her. It's up to you to decide if you're going to continue to deal with that or not. You're going to get that in check or not. And from the outside looking in, we'll decide to deal with it. So at that point, you're displaying behaviors of a simp. Mm -hmm. Because any real man, the second you came on national television and said, you slept with another man, this shit is over with. It's no coming back from that. It's a lot of shit we could work through. (laughs) It's a lot of shit we could come back from. Fucking another man ain't one of them. It's over with once you once you give that away to another man and we married at that, it's over with but see I, I feel with her it's almost like she never really gave two fucks about him to begin I with. feel to begin with I feel like if I get with him this is a, a good career move I'm, I'm getting in the matrix I'm getting in these movie roles like it's elevating us as a brand to be together I think that's the only thing keeping them together at this point is we would look worse being divorced than we would together even though it's fucked up because i keep volunteering this information we're still a brand at one point everybody was like i want that will and jada love not knowing she's fucking psycho yeah you know what i'm saying but will it's on you bro you the man you know what i'm saying like he said men are superior it's on you you gotta take a stand you gotta
0: drag your nuts at the end of the day yeah man pray for will man hopefully (laughs) hopefully you hopefully you figure it out bro um and that's what it is um, I want to talk about album that just came out. Drake just dropped the album called For All The Dogs, right? For All My Dogs, some shit like that. And um, <laughs> Joe Budden had a pretty crazy take on it. Really, wasn't even crazy, right? Like, I don't know if y'all watched the whole episode, but it was like a 20-minute thing, and he really didn't go that hard. Like, how I've seen him go hard on other artists or, you know, other Drake projects. Um, and then even with this particular instance, I've seen other platforms go way harder than, than Joe Budden did. But Drake seemed super touched by it. You know, was, was sending paragraphs and emails and shit and, and calling out other niggas on the podcast, et cetera. So, what y'all think about the, I guess, that situation? Y'all think Drake is sensitive? Y'all think the album is cool? What y'all think? Well, see,
2: one, about the album, I think he should have named that something else. Yeah. Because naming it, for my dogs, I'm thinking, okay, Drake finna get back in that bag. He finna, he finna come with some hard shit. And the whole album was damn near him whining about bitches. And it's like, nigga, you're Drake. Why are you whining about this bitch breaking your heart? Like I wanted, I thought you was finna be rapping about breaking bitches' hearts, not the other way around. So the the title didn't fit the music to me. But with as far as the whole Joe Budden thing, like most people aren't too. Privy to Joe Budden's musical career. They only know him from Pump It Up. It's a big black gap. And then he does podcasting. So people don't know the in-betweens. So back when Drake first hit the scene, like 2009, he was a huge Joe Budden fan. Like, there's actually footage that had resurfaced of him first meeting Joe Budden. Like, damn, bro, I look up to you. I'm happy to be in your presence. He's been on numerous platforms saying, you know, when I first got in the game, I took my style from Joe. I emulated my rapping style from Joe Budden. Like, Mm. I was a fan, me and all my friends. So he looked up to Joe coming into the game. Now, he surpassed Joe insurmountably musically to where he's Drake now, but you still, deep down, like, this is the big homie damn near. I looked up to him. It's always gonna be that way. Even though the fans are looking like, oh, Joe Budden, he's a nobody. Pump it up. You're Drake. In Drake's mind, nigga, I used to look up to this man. So for him to scrutinize... My album like that, I think that touched the nerve. Cause it's like, damn, I low key looked up to you. And you have one of the biggest platforms. So yeah. people going take what you say like the law. So I think he felt the way about that. And they had their little musical beef where Joe dropped like six diss tracks, but Drake didn't respond. So I think it was I think it was a little of all of that. But in Drake's defense, I had seen uh cause Joe was saying, we want to see you grow up. We want to see you talk about this. We want to see you talk about that. And he was like, nigga, you did that. Yeah. And you only had 300 people showing up at your shows. Like, nigga, I'm packing out stadiums, basically. And somebody, they had put the track that he did with J. Cole, the most lyrical track on the album, and they matched it with, with the track that he did with one of the, the young kids that Drake was uh, that Joe was talking about. He's always hanging out and chasing and trying to appeal to. And the most lyrical track with J. Cole, one of the most lyrical rappers in the game, one of the most respected rappers in the game, had less streams than the song he had with, uh, I think dude dude's name is Yeet. Y'all okay. don't even know what the yeah, fuck yeah, he yeah. be saying when he rapped. Yeah, that was the most streamed song <laughs> on his album. So in his defense, it's like, bro, I'm trying to get to the money. The game has changed. Being lyrical is not respected. These labels, they want to see your shit going viral on TikTok. They want yeah. to see reaction be like, this is what's getting the reactions is the youth. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The old heads like us that respect lyrics, like we're not really buying it and streaming like that. Like, bro, them kids is going to get that shit. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what do I do? Do I stay relevant or do I
0: appease y'all lyrical miracle niggas? I get you, but I, I feel like in this instance, Drake is in a different position than all the other artists, where he's able to give us what. Or, or tell us what we want, if that makes sense. He's able to say, this is the standard. This he's is able what to we're make do. what's hot. Yeah, this yeah. is what we're doing now. We're not doing this no more. We're doing this now. So I feel like he has somewhat of a moral obligation to be like, I could, you know, go this route. So he's choosing to go, in my opinion, a route with the streamers and Yachty and Yeet and all them niggas. And um, I think it does show a little bit of a lack of immaturity. And I think it does show, like, it's like the college nigga kicking it with the high school kids. Like, he's still not really trying to let go of that part of his life, which is cool because if you're a nigga with money, I mean, yo, youth is going to last a lot longer than the nigga who got already clocked in a nine-to-five or whatever and got a baby. You feel me? It, it, it's a different situation. But I think Drake is in a different position where he's able to control the narrative and, you know, control what we think is hot. And so in, if that is how I'm feeling, then... I feel like the album was a letdown because you have songs on other albums where he's, you know what I mean, in tune was with, with what's going on in his in his family life, uh with his mom, with his with his with his daughter, I mean his, his son, you get what I'm saying? Just things going on in his head, how he needs to take a break, etc. So I feel like this album was some shit that was like really just a part two of uh what's the shit called uh Whatever the shit was with all the babies on the front, um, the like
1: Loverboy album, something, the like pro- Loverboy pro- shit, yeah,
0: yeah, that shit. Like to me, it's just a part two of it, and um, with a different, you know, different features on it. But besides that, I mean, he's for sure sensitive, and I fuck with Drake. I fuck with Drake. I love his music, um, but he's sensitive. At the end of the day, he's sensitive because Joe Budden touched the nerve, and to me, you lost once you sent a whole paragraph of shit to this nigga. You know what I mean? Because what's he going to do? At that point, He going to come on here and act like it's all cool. And then you going to just look weak. Like you, Drake, why you responding to Joe Budden? But see, that's what people don't realize. And that's another thing that I hate about today's time in our culture is that niggas is giggling at Joe Budden like he didn't do something in the rap game. And he even said in his podcast, all y'all, all y'all rappers that y'all love, they've all said they respect me. The, the OGs respect me. Not only that, I took this podcast shit to another level and if we really want to talk about it, he made the shit mainstream. If we really want to really want to talk about it. So, he's done a lot regardless of if y'all like it or not, but people don't understand the dynamic of culture. Like just because you surpassed your teacher, that's still your teacher. That's still somebody that you have you feel me learn from, you you've got inspiration from, so the respect should always be there. And I think that um the fans don't understand that so they coming at Joe and, and and that's what's making it a different scenario but I just think the album was whatever I'm getting over Drake at this point like mm. it's just kind of like who are you bro like who are you for real you got you got beads in your hair one day next day you <laughs> feel me you saying you're gonna slide on the ops next day you crying you know it's just it's too much shit going on for me personally and and, and I just don't like him appeasing so much to the younger crowd i would much rather hear like a sandra's rose or or a march 14th or a do not disturb you feel me or even a over my dead body i don't want to hear just another late night with my bitch like i don't really care for that type of shit at this point in my life and i mean you know other kids could but i don't know he still did a dollars first, yeah, first but week. drake
1: drake has the <laughs> recipe he knows He been on top for so long, he know what to do to stay on top. So regardless of what we think what it should be, he know what the fuck he doing. And like you were saying, like he's appealing to the people that's coming to his shit. We a small percent of, oh, I want to hear him rap about this or rap about that. But it's like for him to elevate and stay relevant like he is. He's, he's going to the ones, the kids the ones who's looking up his music, the kids are the ones that's looking up his streams and doing that. We're not getting on there looking for shit to stream until <laughs> until until we hear about it or oh, Drake dropped a new shit, I'm going to go check it out or something like that. like But we're not the ones showing up to his shows or doing whatever he's doing. So everybody can have an opinion about him, but until that nigga falls off, then that's a different story. But right now, he's, he, he's still in his bag. That's what he's looking at. I just feel like when rappers get to the point of doing the things that he's doing, you're on a you're on a place where you could do a double album. You could do an album with just how you come with raw shit with Wayne and y'all mm-hmm. be doing the mixtape type of shit and y'all go crazy and you could appeal to both yeah. sides of the fence. You know what I mean? Like to the kids, do your lover boy shit, but at the same time, stay in your rapping bag, do your your bars and all that other shit. I think that's where a lot of rappers go wrong too, because then the end of day, but you're not gonna satisfy everybody. It could be mid, but he might you never know what he on. Hopefully the next one be some raw shit.
0: And, And I just got one more thing to say, like, you know, when it comes to creating content, right, like at what point, you know, because one moment can change and alter your career where you could have been this type of rapper. This goes viral. Right. And now everything you've done in the past is low key wiped away. And now this is what you are now because this is what the fans want. So at what point do you give the fans what they want? or implement what you want into what the fans want and make it something for everybody. Stay true to your core, basically. You, you, you get yeah. what I'm saying? How how do you manage it? Because everything now before is wiped away. Nobody really... You're right. We're a small percentage that wants to hear Drake be lyrical. That's wiped away from years ago, right? I would say with... uh, um, If you're reading this, it's too late. Like, it's been wiped away. So, at that point, he's been known for this. New kids are coming on the block. They want to hear this. So, how does he as an artist, figure out how to implement what he truly wants to into the music while still reaching the fans. So, I mean, it is tough, I guess, and it's still having to make the bread. Like, it's it's tough. See, the thing with Drake is people don't, well, a lot of people do realize, but a lot of people don't, his fans
2: don't, he's always rolled the waves of whatever's hot. Right now, the streamers are hot, the TikTokers, the, the Twitchers, like, that's what's hot for the youth. So naturally, he's going to ride that wave because, like he said, the youth is the one going to search up the music. Because when we was kids, we was on HipHopGame.com, HipHopHavoc.com. We was on the Bear Shares, the LimeWires, every day, hours on end, looking up new music. Now, like he said, the only time I know it's new music is if I see it trending on Twitter or I'm on YouTube and I see it in the next video. But for the most part, the kids are the ones looking it up, like he said. And with Drake, it's like whoever was hot and up and coming, he always jumped on their shit yeah. to stay ride that wave. You know what I'm saying? It's like energy harvesting. Like, okay, this is the next big thing. I'm going to jump on that to stay relevant. Mm. But the older crowd, we look at them like, okay, we want to see some growth. We want to see this. We want to see that. But this is through our lens. Hip. We know youth runs hip hop mm-hmm. as far as... Was pushed to the forefront, even though you know the older generation are the forefathers and the gatekeepers, but for the most part, youth is what propels hip hop. So it's like, I'm stuck between growing to appease where I'm at in, in life and trying to stay relevant to the youth. Like he said, a double album would have been nice mm-hmm. because for my dogs, I'm thinking that's finna be an album full of Jumbotron type shit. Like, yeah. his Jumbotron, like Drake finna go in for the streets for one time. But then y'all niggas gotta realize, Drake is half white, he's half Jewish, he's from Canada. <laughs> he was on the grass. Yeah. How much street shit you want from Drake? Yeah. He's not that type of nigga. Yeah. He made his lane with the <laughs> that's, ladies. That's true, yeah. He came in the gang crying to bitches with, with Trey Song. True, true. So he is staying true to himself. Like, this is Drake, nigga, the light-skinned, emotional nigga with women problems. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So he's really staying true to himself. It's just we see a vision for him
0: because Mm -hmm. we know what he's capable of. And that's what we want to hear. But he might not be at that point in life. like Due to his, 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 you know what I mean, impact on the culture, we're putting him up there with Jay, Nas, niggas like that, where we're like, this is how you should be acting. But in reality, he is staying true to himself. Do you? What do you mean? Do I put them up there? Because I don't put them up there. I put them up there only because I mean I would guess as in like as as an impact as in like who the culture talks about who people try to I feel like in a way emulate. Yeah, I would put them up yeah. there. I, I don't. I don't think I don't
1: think Drake has a reasonable doubt. I don't think he has an illmatic. No. Nah, I don't, don't think he has but, those those type of albums. Like them niggas is just lyrically rapping through the whole album. Mostly every album that I've heard from Drake, he's singing in half the album. Mm.
0: I wanted to ask y'all, what do y'all think? Because th- this is why I feel like Drake is still fucking with the younger crowd. And I don't know so much about his investments, et cetera, but I know he's not as like, you got Jay-Z who made 444 4, or he was telling niggas, yo, go buy a painting. 20 years, it's gonna triple in price, right? Like he's giving niggas jewel, like, gems throughout his, his life, you feel me, in his career. Um, in my opinion, I feel like that's why Drake is low-key still chasing the younger crowd. Because he ain't giving no game. If you if you look at it though, it's like Jay-Z got businesses. Like when Jay-Z was popping Rock Boys in the Building, he already had a champagne, he had a, a different things and different sponsors and, and endorsements and, and um different things going on, right? Business wise. But what do y'all think the difference is? Because y'all think Drake's business is right,
2: Man, Drake and Drake's business, And I'm <laughs> but I'm saying
0: as in a way of like. Is he a connoisseur of it? Because I feel like that's what people want is that mature um, business, you know, family talk. But is he really on that level compared to Jay or in this generation or niggas just not like that where they're not like they don't want to spit about, you feel me, empowering the culture or what you could do to get ahead economically? I just feel like maybe that's where this generation is at, because when you take him and Jay like money wise, I mean, he got bread but you don't see him really talking about it in a way that Jay do.
1: But like bro said, they come from different, different struggles. Back you range. got a man from Canada and you got a man from Marcy and the projects. Mm. So that whole type of mentality is on a different level versus a man that's struggled or not saying Drake ain't struggled, but I don't know too much of a like struggle compared to what Jay gives is his struggle. So a man that, sh- that came from that is really going to give you the grit, like to where you don't have to deal with the things that I've dealt with. Like I know how bad it is over here. So I'm going to give y'all some game to make you wiggle through this maze that you're going through versus like Drake showed you his way, the way he came in, but he's not, I'm not going to say he don't have businesses, but Drake seemed like he can just, just be put his name and stamp something and have somebody Mm -hmm. running it. You know what I mean? He don't have to do a lot as much as Jay had to do. So Jay still with that hustling mentality is like, I'm never going to stop hustling, but Drake can just... People could probably come with him with shit. Yeah. Hey, Drake, get on this or whatever. Let's use your name and you're going to make this much X amount of money. Okay, stamp me on that. And whatever, we probably don't see behind the scenes. But it's like you said, people want to give game, but it ain't too many rappers giving game like that. Like you said, besides the forefathers or people that talked about real-life situations. You had Jay, you had Hustle, you had certain people, but these niggas not giving game in their music like that. They don't... Not to say too much more, but they could be giving game about music. That's why I think Drake could take his game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he's been on top of the music industry. He could start giving more stuff about the music industry. But as we know, the industry don't even want people to know too much of what's going on without being a puppet. Yeah. See,
2: as far as the business aspect goes, I don't personally know Drake's business ventures. Yeah. But to me, like he, like bro said, Jay, he come up from, from I don't even want to say humble beginnings from the bottom. Selling crack and Marcy, like I got that hustler mentality. Like he said, Drake more so knowing his background. His dad is like some type of musical genius as far as jazz go. He's like royalty in in jazz. Mm-hmm. His mom more so had bread from from what I've been reading. He grew up with a nice upcoming. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't come from those type of uh, uh, childhood struggles. Not to say he never struggled in his life, but compared to a kid growing up in the projects at Marcy or, like, a 50 in Queens where a nigga I was running drug blocks, getting shot at, shooting niggas, doing this and that, he don't have that background. So I feel like the hustle in them to run businesses, it, it almost transcends, like, I just took what I was doing from the block, now I'm doing it from a legal aspect. But with 50 and Jay... I don't look at them as like brands. I look at like they creating brands. Like bro mm-hmm. said, Drake is it's like a brand. Him, He's the brand. Yeah. Like Drake. Like I just, Drake OVO. Like I put Drake on it and boom, <laughs> it's out of here. It don't matter what it is. They're coming to buy it. Yeah. Like nigga, I'm Drake. But the difference with them, they got a real story to tell. Because at the end of the day, no matter where the game at, the streets started hip hop and the streets will forever be the essence of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So Drake does not have that to pull from. He don't have that in his reservoir to pull from. Like what he gonna rap about growing up in Canada? Yeah. I mean he tried to do it yeah. over the six, but like Scarlet come on, bro. bro. Like niggas is, like, eh. niggas is really yeah, out here. Not, like yeah.
1: so I think he has to adjust to these ways because what else he gonna rap about? But we like Drake for being who he is. Yeah, because that's, true. that's the whole thing. We didn't we didn't fault him for not trying to be uh, a street nigga and all that like some of these dudes be. And that's what I feel like kept him elevated so far. But like you said, and the women want the the women is the ones that's that's buying everything and selling his shows out, and these niggas want what the women want. So Drake he he know what he doing. He yeah. got the you recipe, know? bro. That yeah. nigga he had the longest run on top out of any artist ever. ever. So yeah. we maybe
2: we just seeing him getting old, like everybody did. He yeah. he needs to reinvent himself. That's why he said I'm taking a break. I'm gonna focus on my health. He might be, you know coming back but come on it's like he said i'm so rich my music is unattainable you yeah. want me to rap about what i'm at right now you yeah. ain't gonna be able to relate
0: yeah yeah. you yeah. ain't gonna know what the fuck yeah. i'm talking about yeah. when i right, rap about this type of shit yeah. so i'm trying to stay. i'm trying yeah. to keep it and he do it sometimes when he say where he's at or what he cologne like some random shit you'd be like what the fuck is that like it'd be it'd be way out of here it's true it's very true it's like you don't you don't really know it's a rock and a hard place with <laughs> him bro it's a rock and a hard place what you got for
2: us okay Carisha, mm. she recently made the headlines with uh, BET, the BET Awards. She won pod, hip-hop podcast of the year over some notable names. She won over Gillian Wallow. She won over Drink Champs, The Breakfast Club, and the Joe Budden podcast. These are all staples in hip-hop as far as hip-hop goes. I don't even view Carisha's podcast as a hip-hop podcast. She has hip-hop People from the hip hop culture on there, but they talk about other shit. They talk about sex and your fetishes yeah. and like funny shit and like female type shit. It's not like okay, I, I tune in to Math Hoffa shit. They they going about the history of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I tune in the Drink Chance. They this the history of hip hop, the essence. So for her to win that was crazy to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, salute her for winning, but to the, the guys who putting in real work in that lane, because I don't even think she dropped every week. She For what I'm reading, she Whenever dropped she like every couple months or something, every yeah. couple weeks when she feel like these niggas is dropping consistently every day, every month, putting in the groundwork for hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for you to win over that, I feel like that was strategic because, number one, with them trying to push masculinity out and pushing females to the forefront of everything, they're running rap right now. So... Fuck it, puts them to the forefront of the podcast game. You know what I'm saying? That's what it looked like to me. A lot of people saying it was Diddy. He paid for it, this and that. But I think it's even bigger than that. It's mm-hmm. like they're trying to propel women over men right now in all aspects of life. So fuck it, let's get the podcast game too. Here you go. Even though we know you didn't deserve it.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I think, and also when you look at who who is the uh, bigger biggest consumers, it's women, right? Like they buy the most shit. They are online the most. They you use social media the most as well. So they are going to cater to that. Um, and then I also think that Drink Champs already won one year. Um, Joe Budden won one year. Gillian Wallow, I don't know if they won. For me, their podcast is cool, but sometimes it gets a little too off to the side with them niggas bickering and joking <clears> and shit. <throat> I'd be like, shut, shut that shit down. But... Um, so I also feel like that's why they just gave it to her because it's like, man, these niggas already won. We don't want to give it to these niggas again. And then like you said, uh it shows the diversity and inclusion of, you feel me, black woman, okay, boom, let's put it to the forefront, right? And then that'll be like, okay, y'all, y'all did y'all duty for the, for the, um, for the year. But we all know Carisha Please is not the best podcast out there. And that's no disrespect to Carisha and the platform that they have. I think that they have some um you know, if you're looking at it from like a producer's angle, they have good content, right? It's not for me, but I could see how it could be for somebody else. But when we're talking about an overall, uh, you know, grade off of quality, you know what I mean? Um, quantity, you get what I'm saying? Impact, um, you have to look at those other pods and realize they're, they're far ahead of her, way far ahead of her. But we're also in a time where things like that are accepted more and put to the forefront more. I just seen a clip of Carisha. She had on, um, I think her name is Ari Banks, something like that. And um, they was talking, and they was asking people in the que- in the crowd questions. And so they said, they asked a the dude, hey, do you like BBL or natural? What do you prefer? He said, I like natural. She said, sit your ass down. Everybody started laughing. It, and it was funny, but you get what I'm saying? This is where we're at now. If a nigga say he like natural, it's frowned upon. So if a nigga say... You know, I want to talk about hip-hop, economics, what's going on in the culture, frowned upon. But if I want to talk about some hoe-ass shit or I'm going to put this here and, and this here and do some sexual shit, okay, put that to the forefront. So that's what we're seeing right now. And I, I hope black women see it too that, and I'm tying this all in with Karisha because I feel like she is one of the the new people that we have seen kind of bring the sexuality more to the forefront, make it more acceptable for, for black women in in this new age of, of hip-hop. Uh, and so when you see that, you got to really look at it and, and, you know what I mean, take a look, Sexy Red, all these different types of people that are popping off. I feel like they all play a part in just the way the culture has shifted, what we are accepting now um, as a culture, and that's ultimately what led to to that award.
1: I think it's, it's part of the sum of everything y'all said, but I think people got to remember that Everything is entertainment. That's what they that's what they care about. They care about entertainment. And I feel like I don't know the numbers or how they go about voting for it and her statistics when she do drop, but I do know a lot of people like her interviews. A lot of people like to be entertained when she doing what she do or whoever she her guests, because they always talking about it. Women always talking about it. As soon as she dropped this is it's it's a it's a lot of she make she make a lot of noise. But that doesn't that doesn't take away like y'all said versus these other podcasts and stuff like that. But I just think you got to be reminded of that. And like you said um like he was saying people do pay for things. You learn about wars, do get paid for. Grammys get paid for. A lot of stuff get paid for. You got the bag, they're going to give it to you. Yeah. So it's just you can you can't really be mad at it and just accept it for what it is. I look at it like that. Like but it is crazy that I like Million Dollars Worth of Game. I like I like a lot of them other podcasts. I don't watch too many, but that's a good one, I believe. But like y'all said, switching it up, putting these women at the forefront. Now they're going after more or so. Like he said, keeping the women in the spotlight more versus everything else. We'll see on the next one, though, depending how what angles they take because it's – is there any other women podcasts or anything like that? I don't even know no more. I mean, it's, like, it's plenty it's, women podcasts. I mean, like, that's on a, on a
0: scale. Not, not to say, like, it's no more, but... But it's due to the fact yeah. of they're not... Those women podcasts, is they're not pushing the type of content that she's pushing. And so that's what I would challenge BAT. Go find some podcasts of some women that's talking some, some shit that don't got nothing to do with that shit. Like... Why are y'all trying to push the narrative so much? Just the sexuality and, and this hypersexual shit so much. I feel like that's all that it is. And, and really, like, what is her content? You know what I mean? Who is it impacting? I don't understand who is it in, who is it impacting. What is it changing? What is it doing? I don't I don't see it. So that's why for me, I don't see how she got the award.
1: See, it's impacting people, but it's not impacting the people in a way you you think it should be, should be. impacted. Yeah, so. That's what they want. They want it to impact people in a in a state where you're not a, a critical thinker, or you're not a individually thinker. Like you don't think for yourself. So and you're chasing a lot of these women be chasing these women. You know what I mean? Like chasing these 304s or she promoting a lifestyle that she don't even accept for her own daughter. But she these, said that, yeah. Yeah, but these women are go, go run behind that. Like, what's the name of her album coming out right now? Some whores or yeah, some yeah, shit? Yeah, that. Straight, straight up whores. Straight, straight up whores. Crazy crazy shit, shit, shit like that. But, but see,
2: see, that's the thing. And they the...
1: still... no, nah, but not nah, go ahead, <laughs> nah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, not nah, going to say if she came out and said to herself that she would not allow her daughter to be this way or be that way, and these women, even women that's older than her, would still run behind <laughs> her and try to be like her. You know what I mean? Or what they think that she is. But her real life, when these cameras go off, she probably not even like horn like y'all think she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? She fucking with the motherfucking billionaire and all types type of <laughs> shit. Like,
2: it goes yeah. back to, to what it always goes back to, the do- almighty dollar bill. The almighty dollar bill in the agenda. The agenda right now is making black women and women in general whores. Three o four is not respecting men. Uh, 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 wild, uncontrollable. Like um, I was seeing on another pod, they were saying they already destroyed the the, the black men as far as with, with the messages they push with the gangster rap and the destroy your own community and, and and kill the ops and this and that. So they're like, okay, we got the we got the bitches now. Be whores. Mm-hmm. Be three o fours. You know, be promiscuous. Be sluts. It's all. It's just all about. The agenda, and that's what's selling. Because let's be real, if Carissa started talking politics, started talking serious topics that, that make people that. think, who in the fuck is going to listen to that? Her mm. demographic is not there for that. They want to be entertained. They going to work, they slaving, they living check to check. Their life <laughs> fucked up. They live vicariously through these, through these, through these uh, entertainers that they idolize. They just want to be entertained. And she asked a lot of questions that. Podcasters like us can't ask these guys because yeah. one, she's a female, mm-hmm. she's attractive, and three, she's a female. Yeah. So, <laughs> shit that women wanna know about a lot of these guys, she's the only one that can ask. They can't get on uh, uh, Gillian Wallow or Joe Budden and yeah. ask them type of questions. So, yeah. she is a- appealing to the women, which are the largest consumers in the fucking world. So, I mean, you gotta take the good with the bad. It's I say it's a lane for everything. Find the lane that's good for you and merge in that, and then ride that lane. Mm-hmm. It's a lane for for her. People like that shit. But if you want to hear the shit that you complaining about her not talking about, go find that content because it's out there. The problem is it does not get the clicks because y'all don't watch it. Y'all call it boring. Y'all want to hear this wild shit. You know what I'm saying? So we as consumers got to decide we're pushing this to the forefront, not saying us per se, but the consumer itself. But as far as winning that award, that was politics there's no way. I don't give a fuck how many times they won. That's politics. Yeah. If you just going by, okay, it's hip-hop. Bro, that's... Her shit's not hip-hop.
0: Period, yeah, There's
2: not. no way to win that. That's politics, and we all understand. So, that's why Nori and them voiced their opinions, and they was mad about it. But, you know, Fireway Podcast is coming. We coming for that award. Disorderly <laughs> Conduct is that's coming. Right. They competing for, coming for that award. So, we'll be there soon, but... I mean, shout out Carissa! shout out all the black podcasters doing their thing, because it's another topic I wanted to discuss as far as podcasts go, and that is the black community getting hate for doing podcasts. And it's yeah. crazy to me, because every community does podcasts. Mm-hmm. Every race, every ethnicity now does a podcast. It's one of the, the biggest the biggest lanes to get into as far as entertainment. Everybody wants a podcast, everybody does a podcast, but for some reason when you're black when you're black with a podcast, <laughs> it's a fucking issue. Mm-hmm. When you're black with an opinion, it's an issue. We talking about the same shit that all humans is talking about. We just putting our own twist on it. But for some reason when niggas speak, it's a problem. We all see the comments Oh, uh, uh, the CIA dropped podcast equipment in the hood. Amazon need to stop selling niggas mics. Like, we the only ones to talk about this shit. There's a thousand red pill uh, podcasts from, from the whites, the Hispanics, everybody. Asian, you name it. They all do it. But when niggas do it, It's a fucking problem. It's like niggas supposed to just, like they told LeBron, shut the fuck up and dribble. You know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up and catch a ball. Shut the fuck up and rap and sing. It's like, y'all don't want to hear niggas drop no type of game, but then y'all complain about the black community don't have leaders dropping game. Then when niggas start dropping game, it's shut the fuck up and stop selling niggas podcast equipment. No, because niggas is pointing out the bullshit in our community and trying to change the, the narrative of the way we're viewed and we are used to trauma bonding, so it's like, damn, it feel like y'all speaking out against me. Stop selling them niggas podcast equipment. Like, how you feel about it doing
0: content? I think, um, like you said, it's so many podcasts that do the red pill, you know, type of type of content. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's funny because people try to say, like you said, uh, CIA dropped off, you know, podcast equipment in the hood. They're trying to make us destroy ourselves. The funny thing about it, y'all, is these problems that all of us are speaking on have existed long before there were podcasts. The problems that, that black men have with black women, the problems that black men and women have with economics, fatherhood, you feel me, uh, mental stability, et cetera. The list goes on and on and on. These problems have existed far long before mics. Now that we have mics and we have the ability to have these conversations, we can do it. The only difference is, because the conversation is still happening, the only difference is now there's cameras in front of us and it's being exalted to, to thousands of people. That's the only difference. And, and, and I don't think people understand that. Now, I will say that there are some podcasts out there that deserve some sort of flack. They're not coming to provide any value to the culture. We not, I'm not going to sit up here and say that's not that's not a fact because that's true. But you have a bunch of podcasts like ours right here where we come in and we try to provide value. But when y'all make comments like, oh, CIA dropped podcast equipment off in the hood, or niggas need to stop having a podcast, take the mics away. Okay, when niggas say something about women, but then niggas come on here and talk about mental health or talk about how the black community could get better. Zero views, quiet as a mouse, you don't hear shit. Facts. But as soon as I say, don't get a BBL or some dumbass shit, what happens? Thousand views thousand likes. Everybody (laughs) jump on the negativity, right? That's they, But but then they want to hate on it. But then when I come over here and spit real knowledge that can help you in life, or something that's really going on in the world, nobody want to hear that shit. So it's like, y'all can't have y'all cake and eat it too. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of y'all, like you said, is feeling personally attacked by this shit. If the shoe fit, wear the motherfucker. To me. Because this is something you obviously need to hear. It's resonating with your demons. You need to get them out of you. Point blank, period. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but it's just crazy that that's the way the shit is. And I think that instead of hating on them, you can go to a whole bunch of other podcasts that are dropping knowledge. And then we talked about this earlier. Like it's to the point where the niggas who hating, they're the ones dictating what's hot. So how do we not get our hands dirty a little bit and go over here and have some messy topics and gossip a little bit? Cause that's what you niggas want. Otherwise we can't even get to this topic we talking on right here. We had to go talk about Jada and Will. <laughs> That's fact. And Carisha Just to get to this point right here, because we already understand the way this shit works. So a lot of the viewers, instead of talking, y'all got to fix what y'all want to see. You get what I'm saying? And then maybe certain things will change. But until y'all keep feeding into the negative shit and then saying, oh, why are we getting a negative outcome? You know, if you don't realize that, then how is this shit ever supposed to change? It's not going to change. So I think it's funny. And I think that, again, we have a problem within our community of just hating on each other, point blank, period. Like, we just love to hate on each other. That's fact. That's what we love to do. We don't give a fuck. A nigga hate on you. Oh, you can't prepare, nigga. I hate on you, nigga. <laughs> you on time. You on time, ass nigga. Like, weird ass yeah, nigga. It's crazy. It's weird.
1: It's, it's crazy because I take it with a grain of salt when you get a little more understanding because I look at it like when I pay attention to people that's trying to climb out their communities or somebody trying to do better for their life. People are frown upon you, especially if you a nigga that come out the streets like we do. When you're trying to become something, you become hated. You know what I mean? Until you get to a point where they where they can't deny you and they got to show you love, or they get to a certain point where they want to be attached to your success, so they show you the fake love, or regardless. But people do not want to see you doing better. They have a, a image of how black people are supposed to be. When you climb out of that bracket, it's like, oh, you going against the grain. If you ain't in the street still doing this or doing that, You're frowned upon, you know what I mean, for trying to be better. So, like I said, you just got to keep doing what you're doing, fuck the comments, and reach whoever you're going to reach and get to that point because they're going to hate. Some people get on there, wake up, mad at their motherfucking life to hate. (laughs) Like You hate yourself so much, you finna get up here and throw that motherfucker to the world. Like You hate the world. So, that shit get deep, man. It's just like, like I said, you just got to take it for what it is and, and keep moving forward. Like y'all said, it's a million. It's a million. It is of people giving a million opinions with with no facts or nothing else behind it. So I think that's where that shit be coming from.
0: I just I just hate how like now that black podcasting is is prevalent, y'all are making it seem like the podcasts are the reason why relationships are being destroyed and the economy is destroyed and people are are fighting each other. Like this shit wasn't already happening. You get what I'm saying? And another thing, without black, like uh, uh, again. Y'all could talk shit all y'all want on Black Podcasting, but Black Podcasting gave us EYL, on your leisure. Black Podcasting gave us um, um, 19 Keys. Black Podcasting gave us Todd Millionaire. Y'all probably know about him. He's big on stocks. Facts. Black Podcasting gave us a lot of shit. You feel me? And actually helped a lot of young men that are black and young women get a different mindset. You feel me? They living in the projects. Maybe they turned this shit on YouTube. They like, oh shit, that's somebody who looked like me doing that. You get what I'm saying? So When y'all bash it, y'all got to be very specific on what y'all are bashing. Because you got all these other platforms out here that have helped people that look just like them get ahead in life. That's also came out of the black podcasting that y'all talk shit about. Look, it's so crazy
2: even doubling back to the Joe Budden and Drake shit. Even Drake threw a shot at Joe. Like, oh, I'm glad I got the life I got. And I ain't sitting in front of some Amazon mic, you know, giving my opinion. So it's like, even he threw a slight at the <laughs> podcast like damn bro I just seen you on somebody's podcast they wasn't black in a bed too you know what I'm saying they, they, they was what you would call an industry plant but they didn't get no shade mm-hmm. like you don't even really come sit down with niggas so to throw shade at it that was crazy to me cause I just saw you on the pod so Drake that was crazy bro You knew that was gonna hurt his feelings that, 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 he, that he, he was, was that to crazy questions. but to the to the to the to people that criticize black podcasts, fuck y'all Y'all can suck a dick for real because y'all propel the same shit y'all complain about. And this is the problem with the black community. You niggas love to be victims. Y'all complain about the rappers rapping about this. The rappers ain't dropping game. Our entertainers, we got no leaders. Then you get a bunch of leaders... With, with podcasts in front of a mic trying to give you game, like he said, zero views. Y'all don't watch it. The second a nigga say, hey, uh, black women, y'all overweight, y'all need to get in shape. We don't like obese bitches. <laughs> ding, ding. Million hits, million comments, million engagements, million reaction videos. So the people that wanted to start a podcast to, to talk about some positive shit, what you think they gonna do? They gonna sit back and look at the numbers. It's a numbers game. Okay, the shit I wanted to do it got no motion. I get on here and say a bunch of bullshit. I got all the motion. So you got people coming out the woodworks saying any fucking thing just to get the clicks. If you wanna change the narrative, change where you're putting the clicks. Put the clicks on the shit that you claiming you want to propel our community. But y'all don't watch that shit because you bitch ass niggas just wanna be entertained. This is why there's no helping everybody. Find your purpose, find your lane. And just propelling it. Don't even worry about the critics. They're going to criticize whatever. You could talk about the most positive shit in the world. Somebody's going to be like, this nigga too positive. He don't yeah. give a fuck about the hood. Like, nigga, we can't relate to you. Okay, cool. Let me come appease the hood niggas. Oh, this dumbass nigga, he's so smart. Why are you trying to, You're, why are you trying to appease us down here at the bottom? Can't win. You're supposed to be leading us. There's no winning. Yin, yang, supporters, haters. The haters are always going to propel you more. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, people going to complain regardless. Do what you do, bro. This is your passion. Follow that. That's my advice to anybody that want to be a podcaster. And the only time y'all really had a problem with black podcasts was when the men started getting emotions. That's it. When the men started finally being able to tell our side of the story, oh, it's a problem now. You bitches had 30 years to talk shit about us. The second niggas start speaking up for themselves, oh, we need to take uh the, the mics away. Stop selling mics. When Jenny Jones and them was was saying, oh, uh, uh you ain't the father and this and that, or you the deadbeat, and y'all was loving that shit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Y'all was loving that shit. Yeah. But now the niggas is telling niggas, hey, be upstanding, be uh, be uh masculine. You know what I'm saying? Stand on your square. Don't take no bullshit from women. Be a good father and now take the mics away.
0: It's crazy. It's
2: crazy. Y'all like seeing niggas being victims and prisoners and selling crack and all. Y'all love that shit.
0: Be real. I think they do. I think, I think again, people have to look within and look at what they are, are giving energy to. You know what I mean? Because there is a lane for everybody. Um, and I just think, I don't know, man. I feel like black podcasting and podcasts are at a point right now where it's so big, right, and it's so saturated where, like you said, you have a bunch of people saying a bunch of things and so it's hard to filter through all of that but it's the culture as well of what we're exalting to the forefront like at the end of the day this is what you niggas really want to see that's a fact you know what i mean because if y'all wanted to see something else something else would be prevalent you know and i know that there also goes to a certain degree some sort of government um interference with that as well right because you know, I've seen things where there's they have said there's people who work for TikTok who decide what goes to the top of the algorithm. So it's like at the same time, they could see that. We said some shit about Kaepernick the other day, and that shit went to the top. Oh, crazy. It went fucking crazy. And I, I sat back and I thought about it, right? Because Probably it's because yeah. it's Kaepernick. And in the episode, when you watch it, we not really trying to bash, bro. We just saying, this is weak. My, my nigga, like, this is weak, bro. Like, you better than that. But the clip make it look a certain way. And if you go to the comments, niggas is like hating on Kaepernick. I feel like in ways that we really wouldn't hate on, bro. So it it made me think like this is why it got exalted to the top because it's Kaepernick. He took the knee. You feel me? That's controversial. It's going to make it's a black man almost in the clip. You get what I'm saying? Ridiculing another black man that's what made it go viral. And that's what made it go viral. That's what made it go
2: viral.
1: Let me you get, get y'all saying? something, though, no, because y'all said, like, we get on here and still appease to what people want to hear. Now, that's sort of like the the Drake situation because people mad about him for his album, but is he is he just appeasing to what people want or do, as a podcaster, do you stay to your root and stay to your core of whatever message that you're trying to put out? I think it's
0: a mix of both. Go ahead. I think it's a mix of both. I think, I think, um, and this is why I rock with the Joe Budden podcast so much, because it's a cast of, of people that nobody know, right? They're not famous. They don't got no, no, no ties to the industry, nothing. But it shows how, if you consistently put something in front of somebody's face and hammer it into them, they'll start to like you. That's what it shows me. So that gives me the hope and gives kind of took me in my direction of I'm going to, Talk a little bit about the, the bullshit, but mostly stay on these types of topics because, yeah, it might be slow right now. But if when I do my 10,000 hours, eventually my shit going to crack. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's going to go up. So you have to stay consistent because it's just repetition. Niggas start getting used to you popping up at 12, 3, and 8 every day on the gram, on TikTok, on YouTube. They start getting used to it. And before you know it, you have your videos have found the people that want to view it. You get what I'm saying? So get your
1: core following. So you have yeah. to get
0: your core following and you have to understand that but at the same time to reach a new height, damn, to reach a new height, you have to appease to the bullshit. Like it's almost like you 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 appease to the bullshit, right? You go up. Then people, fact. then people discover the other content and then boom, you go up again. So it's kind of like that ripple effect. The bullshit go up, then people go to you, okay, they see what's going on. Some people stay, some people go, so I'm only trying to keep the people that's trying to stay for the real bulk of the content when they come and they view. And I think that that's how everybody else should try to try to do their shit.
2: That, that that's a fact because even starting the podcast, I didn't want to chase no current events. I didn't want to do the celebrity shit at all. Like I just wanted to just drop game for the people. But it's a difference between looking at it through the eyes of a consumer and looking at it through the through the lens of a creator. The consumers are only looking at it through their lens. I want you to appease me as a consumer. You're not the only consumer. This is a broad spectrum of people from all different walks of life. So you got to mastermind how to appease everybody enough to where they keep coming back to your shit. So like like you said, oh, we talking about Will and Jada. You think we give a fuck about Will and Jada? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about what they doing, but you got to reel them in with the bullshit once they get there, they get through the door like, oh, it's too late. Like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Yeah. It's some gold up in here. But they wouldn't have walked through that door to see that if you didn't reel them in with the bullshit. So what good is it to have the most game in the world, the most valuable game in the world, if nobody's listening? It's falling yeah. on deaf ears. So at that point, you have to concoct a way to damn near trick the consumer who does not know better for themselves mm. to listen to it. Like I said, t- same thing like you just said. I always tell him, we just going to keep working and... Once they catch on and they look back at the previous work, the game is there. They're not going to be able to say, oh, these niggas switched up. And no, the game been there. You just wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. So that's why I I never let it discourage me. And even with the TikTok, I play with the algorithms Mm -hmm. because before I even knew that, that they control it. I'm like, damn, why is, is the debates the only thing that go up? But when you start talking some real shit. It don't. Views. So I put two videos back to back I put some bullshit up and then I put some real shit This shit, couple hundred This shit, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million So it's like, okay, cool We, we gonna do it that way yeah. We gonna mix the bullshit with the real shit The bullshit with the real shit it, It's just like business it's, just like, it's better to own 10% of an empire than own 100% of nothing yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same rules apply Like I'm gonna feed you bullshit because it's what you love But you still gonna get this game
1: I'm gonna force feed it to you so you know. Yeah, that's 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 a crazy take because like y'all said, it's it's damn near fucked up because they control the social media and they are allowing what they want to still be pushed out there. So if you are a person that's never creating what they want, then like you said, the algorithm is never gonna shoot it up to where you need to be. That's 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 kind of deep though.
0: Let's get into that um the freedom of speech, right? And how that's kind of being taken away from us on platforms like TikTok. Instagram, mm. YouTube, right? I had a video where it never it was never released um to the public because you know they, they gave me a strike on YouTube because it was about COVID and the vaccine and and you know we had we had articles and, and information to prove what we had said was correct, you know, and it wasn't something that we was just on there spewing. You feel me? But it still it wasn't let through. And um that shit angered me, right? TikTok, we've been banned on lives, I know y'all been banned on lives and shit like that, can't use it and um, it's like okay, we'll give you freedom of speech but what they're realizing and I I I give a lot of this to Andrew Tate because I think when he came along, people like Fresh and Fit, academics they grew a, a following that was cult like, that we have never seen from just a regular creator. Like before them, you got Logan Paul, Jake Paul, these niggas. Yeah, they got they got followers, but they don't got no cult-like following like these niggas. Andrew Tate go tell you, go outside and slap a bitch. Niggas will go outside and slap a bitch. Straight up. Like that's how much power he had over some of these, these young men. And so I think once they saw that and they saw the ability to create this cult-like following, they had to figure out a way to slow it down. And so the only way is to make things you know, against community guidelines. Not only that, though, but what you'll see today in society is with the left, and I hate to get into a left and a right and a liberal and and, and conservative thing, but the left has a very, very um, secretive, in-your-face way of demonizing certain things. The left has demonized free speech. The left has demonized Certain masculine men and opinions and certain takes on mental health and things like that. Pretty much anytime you tell somebody to do better without coddling them first, it's gonna get it's gonna get kicked out. And the left has made, in my opinion, the fear of being labeled a right wing conservative or a right wing racist or a um prejudiced negative person, they have made the fear of that so big that niggas don't even want to go towards those topics because I don't want to be labeled a fucking right wing conservative. Cause now you, cause now you lumping me in with niggas that got hoods on their heads with the eyes poked out. You, 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 you feel me? You, 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 grouping me in with niggas that you get what I'm saying? Don't respect black women. You getting me grouped in with niggas that disrespect our culture. So it's like, and there's a fear of that, and so you see a lot of men, And women with platforms stay away from certain topics. Not even put it out. So that's already speech control right there. Because you're like, hold on. Uh, uh, Pookie and them finna see this like, man, is they finna think I'm, you feel me, fucking with the right? Or am I too, do I hate women because I said women should take accountability? You got niggas avoiding shit like that too. Just because of a certain view they might be viewed as. And I think that's the biggest thing that the government and currently who runs it is the left has been able to do is fearmonger, you know, the, that I don't want to be labeled that. So let me, let me, let me stray away from it. See, I I believe they underestimated
2: the power of the people with these podcasts. Like you said, uh, they didn't see Andrew Tate coming to have the cult like following that he got to where he's literally changing the world with just his words and like you said, this this uh, these guidelines, community guidelines is used to slow that down, like you said. I mean, it's to the point where you got to really strategize the way you say things now. And it's crazy because even on this episode today, I am tapering back what I really want to say because I don't want this shit to get demonetized because it's that too. Yeah, It's like, all right, these, these community guidelines, you speak in the way we want you to speak and say words we allow you to say. Or you're down there making the content for nothing. Like, we're going to demonetize it. We're going to give you a strike. Same thing happened to me. I was debating somebody about something that was unrelated to COVID. I just used COVID as an example. And they were like, um, they gave me the warning. Like, if you speak about this again, we're going to strike your shit. I had to take a little five-minute course about what you can and can't say. Mm. And it was all related to COVID. And it was like, basically, like, you had to click these answers To what they want you to say
0: Yeah that's crazy
2: Even if you have The real information Coming from real doctors And all type of shit You couldn't say it So this is why I never made no more content About COVID Because I'm like I don't even want to walk That tight rope And, And it's just It's crazy Every time I go live I get banned for a week So that slows down people wanting to follow you because you might got people that tune Mm -hmm. in. Oh, I go live every uh, day at 6 p.m. Now I'm gone for two weeks. They done forgot about you already, bro. Mm -hmm. This is media. This shit move fast. That's like a year in media time. You know what I'm saying? Or I know what TikTok does. Once you start going too viral, they'll slow your whole algorithm down to where it ain't sharing your videos. You go from getting a million views to 200. Oh, you want more views? Pay for these ads. They doing that too. So it's just, it's crazy. Like I see in Canada, they got this uh, regulation going on they broadcasting the wording that they use is crazy to me though they use a uh, specific wording to, to to make it sound like they're not killing freedom of speech but they really are they're calling it a major step forward mm. saying that uh the new rules ensure online streaming services make meaningful contributions to canadian and indigenous content so basically they get to dictate what they feel is meaningful mm-hmm. like let the people dictate that like me, personally, I don't care about getting labeled. You can label me whatever you want. Yeah. Just let me say what I want to say the way I want to say it. Mm-hmm. I know how to defend myself, but you give me the freedom to say it. And for the people like, well, if you don't like community guidelines, go start your own shit. Let's be real. Elon Musk had to buy Twitter. Yeah, just He could have easily started was. his own shit, but if that don't let you know it's just not that easy, what will? He had to buy that shit for, what, $44 billion or something? Crazy. Something crazy? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's crazy though. Like we it's getting to a spooky place because the world is now online, and if they're controlling what you can say online, where can you say anything? Yeah. We don't own the news outlets. Online was like the wild wild west. Where we could, yeah, where we could, and now it's like okay, where do we go? Yeah,
0: I think I I, I think again, my bad to uh, cut you off. Um, and the government has done it with every single with every single thing, right? You know, uh, activism, different political figures that we've had, I call it like, or it's called the scarlet letter, right? I don't know if y'all heard about that where, you know, a girl, I believe lost her virginity or, or had sex unwed or something like that and she had the letter A, had to wear it on her, something like that. So, um, that's what they do to us in society, pretty much. Like, that's what they have done with Tate. That's what they have done with Riza Islam. Like, that's what they have done with these figures. The disinformation doesn't, that's a, that's, a, that's a scarlet letter. That means now, everywhere you go, You're known as the disinformation doesn't, no matter what you do, no matter how many times you give facts. This is all you are now because we made it that way. And so I think that is the first thing that they do to keep niggas from speaking. And then obviously the actual, you know, stopping from the community guidelines and banning and shit like that.
1: Yeah, freedom of speech is dead. It's been dead for a while. And even then, even to a case, just even being on the streets. You can say certain things and you can go to jail for them. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You can get hit with terrorist threats and all different type of things. But I feel like they don't want history getting to a point where it could repeat itself. If you think even back in the times, the the, the mouth was a strong point for when it came to people – Doing things from Malcolm X to Martin Luther King to all these people, they talked and their words move people in a way, like you said, with that cult-like following. So they know how powerful the words is, and we have to. They have to control that to keep it from ever getting to that point. Because people, if somebody could be in a room and be marching and motivating people to that extent, it's hard for them to get to them. You know what I mean? If you could just be in a damn in a cave somewhere saying all type of shit, it might build up a following if you're saying whatever you allowed to say. So I think they're preventing any type of things to get to that point on a deeper scale, if I look at it that way. And they're gonna control what they want, what the narrative is. Anything that you saying too deep or too real or too something else that could spark a mind and wake it up for not to be under their program, they exing you out. You fucking up their program. They go back to say like the Matrix. They the agents and they they trying to control that shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like
0: that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I only like that because, and I wanted to speak to how like people be like, man, you got a thousand followers. Ain't nobody worried about you. Do y'all understand that we all have a social security number? Like, do y'all get what I'm saying? We are all accounted for. I don't give a fuck if you got one follower. They're watching you. <laughs> the government is surveying what you do on your cell phone if you have a social media platform and you're posting, they're monitoring, monitoring that those platforms are an extension of the government, whether y'all like it or not. So you got five followers or five, five million you're being watched. So I hate when, you know, people, we get on here like this and talk about it. And that's what people want to hit you with. Well, you're not one of them. Well, trust me, it's that serious. When you look at everything that's in the world and how they've programmed things like we've spoken on before, it's that serious. Every human and what they think and believe, if we can get it to our view, it counts, every single one of them. So, so no matter how little or small the podcast is, control of free, freedom of speech matters on, on all platforms, all levels. See, people are not looking at the long game
2: is w- with this um, the sensitivity of speech, you know what I'm saying? With them trying to include everybody, this whole inclusion, and not trying to offend anybody by by trying to make it to where I'm going to control what you say so you don't offend anybody, you effectively make it to where you damn near can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because I can be offended by anything. You know what I'm saying? And I might feel good today. Like, oh, yeah, you can't. You can't call me the N-word, even though they ain't banning that for some reason. Never will say that shit
0: anywhere. Never will.
2: Out of all of this bullshit censorship, you can still call me the N-word. That's a whole nother topic. That's crazy. (laughs) But effectively, it's like, oh, I feel good today. And then I might be saying my normal day-to-day speech three years from now. And now what I'm saying is offending somebody. So people ain't looking at that. Like, good for you today could be bad for you tomorrow. The same way they're censoring people to say things that could offend you. What you saying could be offending somebody else. So people ain't really looking at the effects of that. Like he said, to the point where I'm talking in real life and this is viewed as a threat, and I can go to jail. It's like where do we draw the line? Like these are just fucking words. But like you said, don't matter whether you got one follower or a thousand. They know you spark that right mind. That right, right mind could lead, a, could, could lead a whole nation. So I think that's what they're trying to prevent. You know what I'm saying? But we 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 got to stand. We got to make a stand as people. Is where do we draw the line?
0: yeah that's really. how I
2: feel about it fuck that
0: No, nah, really where do we draw the line where do we say enough is enough where do we arm our minds and our mentality to you know what I mean be able to see through the bullshit you know what I mean get around it and build or have a revolution and build you know a different way of doing things a different way of viewing things of how we accept things etc I think that it does start with us and and you know that is what they're trying to stop is us being able to see through that bullshit us being able to stop being programmed and really just living life the way that we want to, saying what we want to say, thinking what we want to think. It, that, that, that is really what's free, and, and, and that is the, that's what they're trying to stop. Yeah,
2: because I just want to say one thing. I know we're running low on time. No, um, I don't know if y'all privy to it. We didn't get to get to it today. I, we'll probably speak on another episode, but it's this, it's this movement called, not even a movement, it's this secret government, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's called Project Looking Glass. And from what I was reading about is they had the ability to see through any point in time. And and I I think JFK was like a part of it. There was like news articles um, of like a, uh, like a publication that he sponsored basically, or he was behind and they were talking about COVID happening back then. Mm. Like it's, uh, they were saying like, you know, you, you record on like how you record on a tape recorder and then you can go back and rewind and fast forward and hear your audio. They're saying that that happens in a world with frequencies. Like, anything we think or say is stuck, like a tape recorder. And they got some type of technology where they could see that. And, and and I was reading that, ultimately, they looked so far ahead that they saw the elites actually being destroyed. They saw themselves being destroyed. So all of this COVID and all of the, the chemtrails and, and the controlling the freedom of speech and everything that they're doing to, like, kind of fucked the the population off Mm -hmm. was a byproduct of that. Like, damn, how do we stop that from happening? Yeah. Like damn near like, Oh, like the butterfly effect movie. How Hmm. He kept seeing fucked up shit happening and kept going back in time, trying to stop it, but it made it worse. They were saying it was something like that. So if you're not privy to it, do your research on project looking glass. I ain't going to get too deep into it, but do your research.
0: I'd really like to, um, on another episode, go into depth on that because I think that's important. Um, yeah, I think that's dope right there, and I, I would love to go in depth with y'all on like I think that ties into to you know aliens, UFOs, um, the technology we have, and where did we get it from? How have we progressed, et cetera. I think those are those are conversations <coughs> that we should definitely have. Um, unfortunately, we did run out of time. Uh, I want to thank y'all again for stopping by. I think it's always a good one when we link up. Um, I appreciate the, you know what I mean, the high level conversation. Um, and it's the expansion of thought. So, again, thank y'all for coming out. I want to say if you guys are liking or watching this again, please like, subscribe, man. Thank you for the love, for the hate, you know, all the support. I'm um, going to pass it off to my guys, man. Let them do their thing.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you for having us again. It's always a good one, like you said, when we link up. And we're going to keep the movement moving or it's moving without you. Yes sir. Uh,
2: that part, man. Make sure y'all share, like, subscribe to both channels, man. Disorderly Conduct, The Viral Way Podcast. You can find us on all platforms. Like he said, man, just keep your thinking caps on. We here to lead the way. We not stopping. We coming. To, I don't give a fuck about free, uh, the the community guidelines, whatever. We gonna wiggle through that shit. You feel me? We gonna find our way through the matrix. But share, like, subscribe to the channel, man. Shout out my boy, Cali the one, man.
0: The Viral Way. Yes, sir. The Viral Way. Disorderly Conduct. I don't know where y'all are going, but you gotta get the hell up out of here. Ain't no hand I did it from the ground
1: now In the streets thugging hardest where they found us Got a problem nigga, watch my troopers mount now My bitches bang too, and you a lame though You niggas ain't outside, yeah we came through You want your lights up, so we put you on the show.